Hey, what's up? It's another Get Geekish podcast. Hello. Thanks so much for listening and joining us. Derek over there. I'm Pino. We talk about geeky stuff every week. Well, things that we enjoy. Some of them are geeky, some of them aren't. You know, it happens. Uh, but with the heat wave, Derek's all the way down there in Texas. I'm here in Colorado. But across pretty much most of the country, it's hot. It's summer, and it is just roasty, toasty hot. So we were going to talk a little bit about some of the nostalgic things that we remember doing as kids to keep cool. I was going to say, you know, like, picture this, right? It is summer 1990-something. The sun is at the highest point in the sky. You hear distant ringing bells of the ice cream truck in the distance. Distant ringing in the... You get it. Um, (laughs) And you have a limited supply of water balloons, you have that great skin burner, the slip and slide, and then you have waiting right up against your door that nice super soaker that sometimes worked. You know, we had, I feel like as kids in the 90s, we had a lot of options, and the summertime was just, I don't know, it was great. I, I, I feel like, honestly, with a lot of my favorite summertime toys and activities, it was the only time you got to use it because a lot of those things, I mean, you couldn't go have Super Soaker fight in December. It just didn't happen. Um, you, you, water balloons, same thing. Anything that involved water had to be outside, regardless of whether it was hot or not. You just couldn't have it inside. Mm-hmm. But there's, the, they also caused a lot of pain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and another thing, too, is you think back to... I guess like the movies of the 90s, you know, that always portrayed summer. There was always a scene where they tried to beat the heat somewhere or another. One that comes to mind right away is the Sandlot. Granted, that was, you know, made in the 90s, set in the, what, the 50s or whatever. But they had the whole, like, you know, let's all go to the pool. And I mean, I never had that because, like, we didn't have an outdoor pool where I grew up. Um, my cousin and I went to the indoor pool, but it wasn't the same kind of like, yeah, let's all go to the pool type of thing. But. Summer was one of those that is always portrayed as time to get in some time to get in some trouble, time to cool down and do whatever you can. And I mean, I I can remember a lot of stupid '90s commercials too that were just aimed at you know the Super Soaker commercials that just went way over the top and you just like look like fun and then you get it, you're like ah, squirt. Oh, yeah. I, I actually I actually had the summer pool moment because in Longmont we had the. Uh city pool sunset pool i think it was and it was a huge outdoor pool and that was what you did all summer long like uh, you every chance you got it was like a buck 50 or buck 75 to get in or something like that you go stand in line because the pool was only open from like noon to four or one to four or something like that so you have this line of kids just around the building waiting again they open it up you go up and swim for four or five hours they shut it back there everybody goes home but i would venture to guess between the age of like eight and 14 i was probably there three or four dozen times every summer doing that exact thing show up wait in line with your your swim trunks on your goggles around your eyes and your extra clothes and a little swim bag and you had a couple dollars tucked away somewhere to go use the snack bar when they have stupid adult swim time go Dude. grab some some you know, candy from them or some nachos on when you're between breaks and swimming go get chlorine out of your eyes from the swimming pool and the shower inside and awkwardly when everybody's changing their clothes and then have the Teenage lifeguards glaring at you for everything you do, <laughs> stepping on some some goat heads in the sand. <laughs> let's okay, yeah. Let's let's do talk about let's let's okay. Let's start off with the cooling off uh, at the pool mm-hmm. uh, because you reminded me. Actually, I did at one point. Um, I don't know in elementary school. I think it was. I had a babysitter that she would come and drive and pick me up, and then we'd go to the pool in Greeley, and it was an outdoor pool. 
And for one, Adult Swim as a kid seems like it lasts forever. Like, In reality, it's like seven and a half minutes. <laughs> right, right. And and I never, you know, as a kid, I never understood it because like none of the adults got in the pool. It was just, I think it was always just an excuse to make the kids rest, right? Well, it was, I think of the kids rest, and it's also for the, the sanity of all the lifeguards on duty. Yeah. That's 10 minutes of like, okay, you're not watching out for someone else's life for 10 minutes. Go get a sandwich. <laughs> right. So then, you, like, you have the adult swim that, as a kid, felt like, a, you know, eternity. And it, you always, it always just made you mad because no adults get in. Or you get that one, you know, the one little old lady who's like, this is my time to shine. And she's in there just like, you know, doing the water aerobics. Um, two... Those 90 pools, 90s pools, those chemicals hit different, man. You know, back then, that was when, what, you had, like, some high schooler kid who was in charge of the pH balance, and sometimes you'd get in the pool, and, like, instantly your eyes were just, like, burn. <laughs> All of them just red left to right oh you remember you remember getting the pool out of the pool and you're like your eyes are kind of all blurry and they're all red and you look in the mirror like oh my gosh <laughs> i was hit with the outdoor pool of the temperature because you know there were there's there's always at least some sort of here in the water for it but it's never set up right with a pool that big it mm-hmm. takes days to adjust the temperature so you get some hot summer days and you get some lifeguards are doing that early morning practice okay yeah the pool's mm-hmm. you know 70 degrees it's fine 70 degree pool when you're a chunky little 12 year old jumping in the water that's cold <laughs> well i mean it's not even that too you had to depend on the sun to warm it up and if it rained like the night before and you didn't you know register that this could be cold water in there too mm-hmm. um and then three two bucks could you could get you so much snacks <laughs> the, well like you could get a bag of chips for a quarter um, a soda for like 50 cents and a hot dog if they had them, you know, depending on where you went. It's Whoa just, there, Mr. Moneybags. You were buying sodas? I believe we were getting plastic hugs in a jug. I, that's what I was going to say. The, the, the juice, the, those are, I think were always my go-to was the juice in the barrels. Uh-huh. The foil, sometimes it wouldn't rip off just right and you had to use your teeth, which made your teeth feel all weird. It was like the Kool-Aid that wasn't quite right. Sometimes, though, I still see those at stores and sometimes I'm just like, oh. That's that's the good stuff. But I mean, like, it's funny because now you go when we went to Waterworld a few years back, you know, now it's like, all right, I guess we'll uh, take out a loan to go have some fun in the sun. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's it's not cheap anymore because I mean, what the pool used to be like a dollar to get in. Mm hmm. And then, you know, you'd have the snacks, which you could make last time. Most of the time you were playing in the water, you weren't eating. But then you're always super hungry afterwards. But. And it felt like when you paid something for big pools, it made sense. Like even Waterworld, it's it's for anyone that doesn't live within 150 miles of Denver, Colorado. Waterworld is one of the biggest water parks in the country, and it is just an amusement park land of nothing but swimming pools, slides, water attractions, and it is the place that every Colorado kid dreams of going at some point every summer. <laughs> but modern prices now. A family of four, you're looking like 150 bucks to get in the gate, which is rough, but mm-hmm. it's awesome. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is like we, you know, we talked about this with theme parks before. It's awesome until you're standing in line and it's you know 98 degrees outside, and you're not in the shaded part, and you still have to wait another 10 minutes, and you're just like, Ugh! and by that time your sunscreen's wore off, so you can yeah, feel it, you're just getting a little crisp. 
it does defeat the purpose when you're standing in line for an hour and a half for a ride on burning a, a concrete, searing the skin on your back just to get on a ride to quote unquote cool down. Right. <laughs> so, but but I mean, some of the, the other ones get so overpriced, like some local pool, pools and community pools I see around. A lot of indoor pools are like this, or little neighborhood pools. I mean, the entire pool is. 12 by 25 feet long and they're like oh yeah you want to swim in here that'll be 775 like, excuse me <laughs> and that's only for like four hours if you want to swim longer you know it's, it's some because some of them had those stipulations too mm. you know and that's why i kind of like the neighborhood pools type of thing you know that going on you know we have the pool at the apartment complex you have your little neighborhood pool which is nice but you know sometimes it just gets a little crowded and you want to do something different mm-hmm and we didn't have that. Well, I mean, I didn't grow up with a in an apartment complex, but in neighborhoods back in the early '90s, didn't really have the community pool well, areas. There was like that one or two neighborhood that had the neighborhood pools. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't friends a, with those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be friends with those kids, <laughs> right? And then you always had the uh, you know the above ground pools of the or the kiddie pools. You know those ones. I had friends who had a couple of those where. You get out the wrong way, and it's that pool's done. <laughs> I, I hate. I hated those. Even as a kid, I didn't like. Like they're they're nice to have once in a while, but even as a twelve year old, it seemed like a complete waste of money because it was literally like weeks of setup to get this thing set up in the yard. Then the kids would use it for like four hours. Doesn't get used again. Gets a dead animal or a whole bunch of leaves on the top of it. Nobody wants to swim it the rest of summer. Then the parents take it down, get all angry, and then do the same thing next summer. Like you should just shell out the cash for a membership at the pool at this point. What? I was going to say, that's the thing, too, is you, you nailed it. You're like, oh, we should go swimming today. And, you know, it's like eight in the morning. <sighs> All right, let's get the hose out. Put the hose in there. Let it run. Two hours later, it's maybe halfway there, depending on how big that pool was. And then, you know, you get your parents mad because the water bill is going up. You're getting impatient. You jump in and that water is freezing cold. <laughs> you you never then, want to go again. <laughs> right. And then you're like, you were like, okay, we'll give it a couple days. So it cooks in the sun a little bit. And then it starts getting that nice green film over it. <laughs> mm. it, ma- oh. makes the, it makes the kid messing with the pool chemicals at the, at the public pool that much nicer. <laughs> right. So let's so, go on. Let's go on to another thing of the, that was huge in the 90s that I guess was invented. I looked at it in like the 50s or the 60s. And that's the slip and slide. Mm-hmm. Good for like the first two uses, and then after that, it uh, never works how it worked out of the box. And <laughs> well, it, it never worked in general. I mean, you look at. I see some of the slip and slides they have now. Like I've got some family members that have some slip and slides that are that are pretty solid slip and slides if you have the right yard for it. Mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of engineering feats that go into it to make it work. The slip and slides as we were kids were literally a big yellow plastic tarp. <laughs> That you used me- metal stakes that you just shoved in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then it had the little holes where you hooked up the hose to that did some. Well, no, that was a fancy one because sometimes they had the, the holes that spread, spat up and they never worked right because they never landed on the thing. Mm-hmm. So you'd run and you'd hit that one part and go. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. You imagine that if, if you, anyone that grew up in the 90s probably has that feeling of getting rug burn from a piece of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> You go see so you go jump in and go full speed slide down there, you know, face first, and you start slipping and sliding, and then you hit the dry spot. Mm. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Well, it, I mean, that was the thing. Is like, if I remember correctly, the first slip and slide didn't really have the little jets. Like you yeah. had to kind of just hose it you, down. You just put a hose I, in it. There was a little plastic piece you screwed on the end of the hose that was basically a garden soaker that just put it in a you know 
half circle shape of water coming out and you're supposed to just throw that on a plastic stake at the top of it and say there you go there's water yeah and then and then they they made it so you connect it directly to the slip it side and it shot through with the little the little arches which never worked right and then they you'd think that they would 100 percent one of the pieces before trying to go you know what Let's throw a pool at the end of it that's only going to collect about this much water, and it's going to hurt like hell when you hit it. <laughs> if you hit it. That's true. Most of the time, you got launched right over it. Well, it's like the, the, the idea of slip and sides were great, but most people didn't have the right yard for it. Because you had to have a yard that gave you a big enough space to get a running start, mm-hmm. but you had to have enough of a grade that kept the water going in the right direction, but not too much of a grade you got going too fast or they're off to the side. So you had to have like this huge flat open space with about a you know fifteen percent grade on it, but level. <laughs> well, that's the thing too is is not only did you have to have the right yard, you also knew how to you had to know how to run and jump on it the right way without getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I ran and then I, like I was like uh, and then I like tried to slide on it weird and like land into my hip weird or something like that. that's probably why my knees pop like they do. <laughs> And if you had your own yard, you got used to it, but you had somebody else's house, and there was always some weird tree root place that they knew about, but you didn't know about it. So you go sliding on, you get this huge knob of an oak tree root, you jump right on. Oh. I think, so I think my grandma got one of those for her yard for, and it, I think we tore it at one point, which, you know, then it becomes useless. So then we did the old fashioned thing of getting that sprinkler. We had one of those little rainbow sprinklers, and we just set that up. And my cousin and I would play in that until. <laughs> my grandma's yard started to get like a big you know the big puddle of water when you get so much water you actually kill all the grass <laughs> <laughs> yep so that you like you're just running you're like and you know as kids we're like oh yeah we just jump in this muddy water to be splashed up like yeah parents are like get out of there <laughs> but uh yeah i mean the, the, the sprinklers the sprinklers also led to a lot of the water gun fights we've, we won't go too ad nauseum into water guns as we've talked about super soakers probably more than most adults do in this podcast. <laughs> but the sprinklers led to the water fights really easily because that be, that could become a whole almost neighborhood game. And the hose was the unfair advantage. Then we had the water guns and well, the super soakers came out. The water guns of old were just those little plastic things that, you know, maybe it would shoot five or ten feet. And then suddenly you get the super soaker 50 that you could then, you know, shoot a quarter off somebody's head from 75 yards. <laughs> and there was a lot more water going at it. But then you mentioned water balloons earlier. Mm. Is that a technology that has evolved somewhat since when we were kids too? Because what I remember of water balloons is it was always a great idea, but it just ended up being nothing but pain. Well, it's not even that too. It's uh, it's a great idea until you're spending a half an hour to 45 minutes prepping by filling up the water balloons, right? And then it would be what, like one in every six would pop? Mm-hmm. If you'd either pop because it was you know structurally weak because I mean they were they had to be weak so they could pop so you're sitting there trying to fill it up it just pops or you put it in the in the bucket that you have or whatever and then it just goes like, oh. and some sibling or friend comes over and tries to grab one off the bottom and pops six more on the way out because they wanted mm-hmm. the blue one <laughs> yeah. which doesn't matter but I mean I you know I, I got jealous because what now I don't know how well they work because I haven't used it but now they have that one where you hook it up to your hose or whatever or sink depending and it has all those little branches off and you can Mm. connect like 20 different water balloons and it fills them all up at the same time yeah I haven't actually tried that because I've been leery of it but I just remember 
I wonder how well that works. <laughs> I swear the water runs past. Like you go to pick one up and it breaks in your hand or you check it to somebody else. And when you get hit with those things and they're the most painful thing of it's literally like a rock. This is little rubber balloon and you hit somebody and it doesn't explode. You just hear that little and you see it like ricocheting off of their back and it's leaving these red welts and bumps on the back of all your friends. You're like, oh, I got you water fight. <laughs> Somebody gets hit in the eye with one and starts going home crying. You that's, break a I window. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, um, so my family every summer, you know, there's the little Eaton Community Days thing there. Um, you know, every summer they do a little get together and all the family get together at my grandma's house and we'd always have water fights. You know, it, it exactly start with the sprinkler, water guns, and then water balloons. And we actually had to stop you know, one year because one of the cousins took a water balloon to the face and just started crying. So then they were like, okay, we're done. No more of this one. And it just ruined the fun for everybody for years to come. And every summer, we're like, remember when we used to do this? You were all super mad at that cousin for a long time too, weren't you? So <laughs> for, 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 for getting hit in the face. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is you nailed it. Like the water balloons were never consistent. It was, you go to throw it, pops in your hand. Right. If it mm -hmm. makes it in the bucket or you throw it and sometimes it pop midair or it would hit them, you know, square in the chest and just do that whole like little blob thing and it pop on the ground. Or if you're lucky enough, it would land on the ground. and You'd be like, we could still use this. Yeah. Or sometimes sometimes when you go to pick it up and it pops right away, you're like, what the heck? But then there's sometimes that one balloon would last a couple of hits and it or never more. made any sense. <laughs> It was the equivalent of like when you're having a snowball fight and you have somebody making snowballs in the grass and somebody else making snowballs with the snow from the gravel driveway. <laughs> There's a few a few ringers in there. So so all of our outdoor keeping cool. My memory serves me has been a lot of injuries involved with staying cool. <laughs> I mean, here let me ask you this too, with the outdoor keeping cool. You know, you're in a water gun fight or a water balloon fight and you're thirsty, you're dripping wet. You know, you've been yelled at by going in the house. What do you do? You grab the hose, right? And you drink out of the hose. Did you ever hurt yourself because that hose was sitting in the sun and you just turn on the water and, and it's just scalding hot water hits you right in the face? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it tasted weird, too. Or the hose itself. You go to grab it and the ones that had the metal ends on them. <laughs> Second degree burn from the water, water fountain. <laughs> Now, the, the, moving on to some of the more less injury-prone things, water fights also were often finished up with popsicles. Mm. Got them to the swimming pool, got them after water fights, hot summer days, popsicles were the best. And talk about. I, uh, they are, and I, I feel like the popsicles, the paper-wrapped ones are okay, but nothing was as good as, well, Otter Pops were the luxury brand. But fla flavor ice are what most of the ones I had growing up. Now they have store brand ones. I think it was just a plastic clear pouch of bright colored liquid that gets frozen in there. Oh. That's my go-to. I mean, you know how obsessed I am with those anyway. Like, mm. As an adult, I still I go through a box of those like every two weeks. But um, it's funny you bring up the the popsicles with the, that weird paper wax wax paper covering on it where you pull it off and it gets stuck to the popsicle itself. So you're like trying to pull the paper off with your teeth. And, <laughs> and you just give up and eat it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, same with the, with the ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> you're pulling that off uh, and it gets stuck. And I feel bad because as an adult, you never want to buy that stuff, but sometimes I'll take the kiddo and we'll go down the, uh, the aisle, the grocery store that has all the popsicles, desserts, those kind of things in there. 
and nostalgia hits really hard because I can't. I, I I've had so many of the things in that aisle. They're like, oh wow, I remember those. I remember I haven't had one of those in thirty years. Oh, those were delicious. The am I going to pay six dollars to have one now? No, but you had the the little push pop things. Remember the the Flintstones push pop popsicles. Where you ended up eating at least a chunk of cardboard with it? Yeah, it was a popsicle yeah. stuffed. It was somewhere between a popsicle and yogurt stuffed inside a toilet paper tube. But, man, it was good. <laughs> There's something about them. Those just hit differently on a, on a nice summer day. And it's like mm-hmm. just pushing up. And you, then it gets to the point where you can't, like, the thing doesn't really work. Well, so you have to, like, you got You got the, the classic, uh, the bomb pops and just the regular uh, popsicles. What was, what was what was the name brand of it though? Everything was. Was it just popsicle brand popsicles? Uh, they're in the yellow box. Yeah, but they. Had, I mean, they had fudge sickles. They had the cream sickles were the best. The best. Oh god, cream sickles were good. <laughs> I uh, I would always go for those, and you just eat the outside first. So like that weird whipped cream or whatever it is in the middle, and then you just eat that. <laughs> oh, the orange cream sickle. That was a dream. Kind of want one now. I oh, know. Take the kid back to the store again for this. Right. Uh, I think we forgot something, but I don't but, know. I mean, there's there's a lot of different there's a lot of different things that uh, that could have been taken, you know, that that we used. I I can bring this this back to injuries once again. Okay. Because this goes back a little bit back into the '80s, but we're talking popsicles, not a far cry from snow cones, which are also a great things. Mm. Every school carnival, you got you know those worst snow cones ever. It was that hard, super crunchy ice that melted in about a minute and a half, and then they poured some super, super sugary flavoring syrup on top of it. Yeah. But then there was there's some decent snow cones along the way. But almost every family on the country in the country had the Snoopy snow cone maker, where you got to make your own shaved ice. Well, that's what I said. It's a little before your time, because also. Every family that had a Snoopy snow cone maker had at least three severed fingers in their families from cutting themselves trying to make snow cones in the Snoopy snow cone maker. Because <laughs> you had this little weird plastic thing you had to put the this, uh, ice cubes in the top, but they'd always get stuck, so you'd have to jam it down with this little tool, but the tool didn't fit the whole way, so you have to try and pick it out. So while your, your sister's twisting the, the bottom of it to make the blade spin, you're shoving your hand in there trying to get the ice cube unstuck, and every time somebody... <laughs> Mom, I need a band-aid. Don't eat that snow cone. You get the ice out. You're like, I told you not to put the flavoring on yet. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up snow cones, too, because for the longest time, I thought they had to be that really hard, crunchy ice. That's what I thought a snow cone was until I had, like, my first actual, like, shaved ice. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Any, I, I don't know why anybody would choose crushed ice over shaved ice for a snow cone. That's just, like, serial killer talk. Well, that and you're like with the crushed ice too. The the flavor always just went to the bottom. So like you're sitting here drinking all of it, and then you're just left with the ice that you're like, throw it away. <laughs> Parents are like, I paid four dollars for that. <laughs> that and the Slurpees. We're we're no strangers to Slurpees. Oh yes, we've 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 we have, we'll have to do another slurp. We'll have to do a virtual Slurpee challenge one of these days. That's, that's well, I mean, it's coming up. But I mean, <laughs> you had the Slurpees and you had slushies, which slushies were always just I feel like more sugar <laughs> than a Slurpee. Mm-hmm. We had the Slurpees at Seven Eleven. You had uh, where were the uh, skating rinks? Um, well, sk- skating rinks had the slush puppies. Yeah, okay. But then you had the slushies with like with the you know what I'm talking about with the polar bear on it. It's the red the, and blue cup. Polar bear. That's icy. Icy. Yeah. Icy. That, that was at Kmart and Walmart. Had those ones. Yeah. See. <laughs> see we, I, we had a few I, options. I know stuff. 
Oh man. But I mean, it was always, those were always a different breed too. Cause like, you know, sometimes back in the nineties, I mean, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh yeah, I want to, I want a Slurpee and you get a Slurpee expecting an icy. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> and can we you ever know? forget the visiting the mall summer treat of an orange Julius? Oh my God. And a Chaco taco. <laughs> That's funny that I had on my Facebook memories, uh, from like when we were in radio came up the other day about, me cursing you because I wanted a Choco Taco. <laughs> You're welcome because it just happened again. <laughs> Orange Julius, I haven't. That's something I haven't thought of in a long time. God, those are so good. Yeah, and they're still around, but they're they're, they're like they've changed a little bit because they probably took out a little bit of preservatives and MSG or whatever chemicals they're using in them, so they taste. Have they changed or have we? <laughs> uh, they've they've changed somewhat. They're still good, but they're not quite as iconic as I remember them being. Because we still have one, I mean, just down the street in Windsor, there's one there that's, that's mixed in with the Dairy Queen. You'd still get an Orange Julius, and it's good, but it's it's not quite the the same as it was. Gosh, should we, should we wrap things up with the Dairy Queen and the dipped cones? Oh, we probably should, because we, we, could, we could probably tell well, I'll, I'll have a, few, a few of the things that I thought of for keeping cool in the summer. Um, one, sleeping with the windows open and every fan in the house on. Mm, yep can't do that now because someone in the house doesn't like the fan blowing hair in their face <laughs> but that was like a way of childhood you you air conditioning we're not paying for that on you can open the darn window you have like yep. four fans on blowing every part of your body like trying to make it cold and me and my friends had a game we had i figure we call it we just call it iceberg or something like that we would take all the fans in the house that we could get and put them on all these sheets and it would almost make it like an inflatable tent and then everybody would get down to just like their shorts and go inside and see who could last the longest inside it because it would get frigid, especially when you did it closer to dark. So you're getting this fight and then everyone just starts shivering and dying until they jump out back into the 90 degree weather. <laughs> Throw some ice cubes in front of the fans. Ah, oh, it was mm -hmm. good times. That's mm -hmm. one of my lost memories, but. <laughs> Dude, just those nice, like the nice, quiet summer nights. You know, you had the windows open, crickets chirping. You know, I had that uh, stupid oscillating fan that never worked quite right, so it'd, like, it'd go like this. It'd go, zzz, zzz, had that tick in it. And at least once a week, you'd have to go walk into a gut. Luke, I'm your father. Or uh, Transformers. 100% all the time. All the time. Still do it when I see one of those. There's something about those big, huge buttons you had to push on the bottom that was so satisfying when you went between off, and low, medium, and high. There was just that chunk. Chunk. <laughs> yep. And if you uh, if you were lucky enough that your parents kept one of the old metal ones, <laughs> you definitely got a little too close to that. Or for whatever reason, you looked at it, you're like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I put my finger in this. <laughs> and we're back to injuries yet again. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> Summer fun keeping cool means bleeding from the fingers. <laughs> Uh, we, we could probably keep going on this, but we'll, we'll cut it short because we know you've got important things to do, too. But hit us up on uh, social media at GetGeekish. I want to know what is your favorite way to stay cool in the summertime, whether it's something you did a as a kid. Yeah. yeah, favorite memory of staying cool in the summer or something you do now. And I points for creativity. If you say I go in the basement, turn the air conditioning on, I'm going to delete your comment. <laughs> No, you won't. <laughs> He'll just judge you from afar. I'll like it, and I'll agree with it, and then I'll delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I want some creativity here, because selfishly, I'm looking for some more ideas. <laughs> right? I don't know. I think it's time to go uh, 
go hop in the car and go maybe get some orange dream sickles or go to get a cherry dipped cone. Mm. Yep. That is going mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All yeah, right. It's like 90 something degrees. Make it happen. Well, it's a Get Gigish Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're staying cool this summer. Let us know your favorite staying cool memory at Get Geekish, and we will talk at you next week. Nice.